You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. This is actually the first time that Dara and I are not in the same location to record. And Nutmeg is the calmest she's ever been. She is. Nutmeg is very tired. You know, she needs to rest. She needs her beauty sleep. Those caramel highlights, they don't they don't come naturally with no work. <laughs> so um, we're doing this just because it's the holidays and we're both busy and this makes it a little easier Um, but I think that this might also be an interesting experiment that we're not in the same room because some of the feedback that we've gotten back since starting the podcast is that people can't tell our voices apart. So I wonder if this will somehow make it easier for them. I wonder if it will make it easier. And the other thing I wonder is if we will be able to play off of each other as well as we normally do. I think we can. I hope so. I mean, you already laughed at my first joke, so I think we're well on our way. <laughs> and you're second now. Oh, I'm so glad we're we're always in sync. Yes. Yeah, so in case you don't know, this is Dara. And this is Emily. Um, and I'm so excited to find out what Dara has been up to because even though we only saw each other a week ago since we're recording this actually a few days before Christmas because – the holidays just to get crazy um, with Dara traveling to spend time with her boyfriend and his family. And I just have a really large family and we all get together all the time. Um, so I'm excited to hear what Dara's been up to. The past week has been really good um, and a, sort of strangely quiet. Um, as we mentioned on the last episode, you just finished up Uh, teaching a class. I uh, graduated from my professional and continuing studies um, social media marketing class that the University of Delaware had at their Wilmington location. Um, So we had like a little graduation ceremony the other week. And then my classmates went out and celebrated at the BBC in Greenville. Um, So that was really fun. But now I'm kind of like looking around and like, my Tuesday and Thursday nights are free. What am I going to do? You're going to relive every episode of the Della Darling podcast. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but it's been nice. It's been, I, I bent back and forth between freaking out that I didn't have enough gifts and enough done for, to the holidays um, to realizing that I'm actually totally on track. Um, the other day I was driving out uh, to Longwood Gardens to go for a walk um, cause my, my family has a pass. So sometimes, um, you know, we'll just take a walk around there. Um, and I saw these balloons on the side of the road. It was actually right by Buckley's Tavern. Um, so it's an, it's a part of Delaware Centerville that I usually just drive through, um, unless I'm stopping at Buckley's. Um, but I saw the balloons and I figured, you know, why not stop? And I found this really cute shop called the Beehive. Um, and I don't think she's been open too long. The owner was in, she was very friendly. Um, but it was just like a little kind of fun home goods store. Um, and I picked up a couple stocking stuffers, like holiday napkins. They had these neat matchbooks. Um, and everything was really affordably priced. Like 
you could go in there. They had um, uh, corks. Actually, I was asking you, Emily, about good corks the other day as like a stocking stuffer. And um, they had fun sayings on them, like eat, drink, and be merry. Um, and like you could you could go in and get a handful of stuff like $5 each. So that's really nice, especially around the holidays. Yeah, that's really nice. And not something that you would expect to find at sort of a boutique in Centerville. So that's awesome. And I hope people will check it out. I know it'll be on my list over the next few months as somewhere to stop by. Yeah. So I know on your end, you had a holiday party this past week. I had my holiday party at Del Pez, um, which was really fun. They have a private room and it was so perfect. We had about 25 people. And so they actually have a separate bar that they opened for us. So we had bar service. We had a taco bar. And then we, um, our gift exchange is pretty fun. So this year it was a $5 limit and everything had to come from a dollar store. And all of the items had to start with the letters E, L, or F. So um, it was definitely fun. There were some things where you thought, oh, of course, that was popular. So light, light uh, flashlights were really popular. Um, oh. with that theme. But, but one item that was very popular that I did not predict was laxatives. Oh, my God. I know. It was so it, it's fun <laughs> because you only spend $5. So even though you're getting stuff you don't want, it was only $5. Um and every gift ends up being just really really funny. So I actually had put together, we talked about this on the last episode, but a box full of like a full face of makeup. There was foundation, a whole eyeshadow palette, 12 eyeshadows for $1. Like you cannot beat these prices. Um fake eyelashes, everything. And the person it actually got stolen a couple of times. And the person who ended up with it, he was really happy, was um, a guy who's in his 40s and has a teenage daughter. Well, I think she's about 12. So he said it'll be perfect stocking stuffers. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So that was a fun event. Um, And then I've had a few other things going on this weekend. I, Saturday morning, finished off my New Year's resolution for 2018, and I was really excited because I don't know that I've ever really had a New Year's resolution I've truly stuck to before, but everyone who listens regularly knows that my goal was to do a race every month of 2018, and I actually did two races back in May. But my last one was the Delaware Downhill 5K sponsored by Frank's Wines on Saturday last weekend. So it was cold, it was rainy, and I did not run very quickly. Um, So I'm glad it's over. But I think it was a good goal for the year. You've done a couple of the downhill Frank's Wine um, races before, and I think they always have one around New Year's. Is that right, too? Well, they do the downhill one in December. They have one in April for Easter, and then they do a one-mile downhill. And that one, I think, was back in August, and I did that with some of my Orange Theory friends. So they definitely have some options, and I I encourage everyone to do the one-mile race just because, you know, it's one mile, and it's downhill. Like, it cannot get easier than that. Right. With all this uh, exercise, you're looking forward to some rest. I think that you have some Hallmark movie watching to do this weekend. Is that right? I always have my Hallmark movie watching. Um, I actually went over and spent some time with my family today. We watched a movie. It was not good, so I won't I won't even tell you what it is. Um, I don't recommend it. In fact, I really don't recommend Hallmark movies. Like As long as you know what you're getting into, then you're fine. But 
they're they're very cheesy. The writing is not great, and they're really going more for like emotion and nostalgia than actual high quality content. <laughs> well, I think I I sent this article to you the other week. It was right after we uh, recorded our Hallmark episode, which was super fun. Um, but I saw that Hallmark added a thirty eighth. Christmas movie for 2018. This was an exclusive on ET online. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny because it, it's called a Christmas for the books and Drew Seeley is one of the actors in it. And he happens to right now it's through the 23rd. So by the time this episode comes out, I think that the, the play, the production might be over, but right now he's performing in Wilmington at a sign of the times musical at Delaware theater company. Yeah, we're so lucky because we have so many great venues for shows here in Delaware, especially in Wilmington. Um, you know, obviously we have the Opera House. I mean, we have the Grand, the Baby Grand, the Queen, the Playhouse, and those are all great. But I think a lot of people forget about sort of shows um, that actually have residencies here with things like Delaware Theater Company, which is actually, a, a, I mean, it's a professional theater company. And, and we hire these really amazing and great actors and great producers and writers and all kinds of things for the shows. And a lot of their shows actually do later go to New York or other cities. So it's really cool that we actually get to be a part of that creative process and that we're now a part of Hallmark's creative process. Indeed, we are. Um, and I hope that they will be paying attention to our podcast with our ideas for them. Well, maybe Drew can star opposite Valerie Bertinelli next year. <laughs> so I think that this kind of brings us to our year in review, um, talking about the Hallmark episode, because that was something that we were talking about doing um, for a long time. And I know as part of this episode, which is our last of 2018, um, you had the idea that we should do sort of a, a year in review. Yeah. And, you know, as I was sort of putting all the notes together, I could hardly believe that we have done, well, this is our 18th episode. We've been doing, we've been at this for nine months. Um, you know, we made, we made a lot of jokes at the millennial summit and sort of as, as we got into more recent months that at first we were trying out, a podcast, but now we are doing a podcast. And I think looking back, like at all the guests we've had, all the topics we've sort of discussed, it that feels true. This is something we're really active and passionate about. I am anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big fan of taking stock, um, you know, good and bad, just like taking some time to reflect. Um, I am sort of notorious among our friends for the birthday game where like it's someone's birthday. We're all at a bar or at dinner and I make everyone go around the table and like share their favorite memory of that person from the past year of their life. And then it's always my turn and I have no idea what to say, but I still like insist that we all play this game. So I'm excited to, to do that with the podcast. Yeah. So I think what we'll do, we'll sort of talk about sort of some of the big moments throughout the year that happened. Um, I know a lot of times for me, I always feel like I'm working really hard at this and we're, we're really creating something special, but it's always nice to get that outside validation. And so I think the first time we really felt like someone other than our close friends were listening was when we went to the Millennial Summit. Um, we were invited as exhibitors. Charlie Vincent has been so supportive of us and, and he does such great work in the community with Spur Impact and the various um, 
races and things related to the Delaware Charity Challenge. But it was really exciting to have someone reach out to us and say, you know, we were thinking of having sort of live podcasting at the event. And I I really think you guys are, are the right people for it. You know, that was a crazy, it was a crazy email to receive in all honesty. I remember that it seemed like we put in so much thought when it was like, how are we going to do this? And, and thinking about little things and big things, like making sure that we had, um, you know, plugs for our computers and our electronics. And then, you know, the bigger picture of like, what does this mean? What are we going to do? Who are we going to talk to? Um, and then it just all sort of came together. Um, we even invested, we got some lapel mics. We did. You guys, I don't know if everyone realizes our equipment is pretty low grade. Um, Our first few episodes, so maybe this is something to be proud of ourselves. Our first few episodes, um, we downloaded some free software on my computer. We sat together and we hit record. Um, we just used the microphone that was on the computer. We didn't really have any special equipment. I think it took us several hours after we finished recording our one hour of content to do the editing because we did all of the editing for that episode together. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it was so exciting when it was accepted on iTunes and, and all of that. And then even a month or two ago when we were finally accepted on Spotify, that was really exciting, but we have upgraded to a microphone and some lapel mics now. I think I remember you making a joke when we were accepted really fast on iTunes because a friend of yours had maybe warned us that it can take a while for iTunes to to process you and we went through pretty quickly and you made a joke that there must be someone at Apple that just really loves Delaware I mean everybody loves Delaware so that's not a it's not a stretch you know (laughs) how could I be so silly um but then it was also at the Millennial Summit where we met um Holly Quinn Yes, we met Holly Harley Quinn. Um, I know we we several times have made the mistake with autocorrect of saying Harley Quinn when we were talking about her and this this interview that we did. Um, but it was really exciting because we were featured on Technically DE. There was a sort of a five questions with the darlings where we sort of each answered, and it was it was exciting to see what each of us was answering because we sort of had the same but also different perspectives. I think. Um, and it was exciting to have some validity. I was actually with my family when you texted me that the article had gone live. And my my parents were impressed that, you know, somebody other than me thought that this was a real, a real creative endeavor. Yeah. And just thinking about like really knowing um, your impact and your reach. Um, I pulled up some of our Twitter analytics just to see like what people are paying attention to and what kind of conversations um matter to people. And we, we thanked at Harley Quinn 823 on November 21st. And, um, that, that tweet and sharing that story, um, did really well for us. It was something that it was, it was exciting to see that we were featured. And then it was exciting to see that people were actually clicking on it and, and wanting to read. Yeah. And actually I am, I'm pulling up the analytics for all of our episodes on, you said that article went live November 21st. Yes. So I'm going to pull up from the 21st through a week later. So that would be the 27th. So that's seven days worth of data. And 
I cannot tell how many total downloads we had, but on November 21st, we actually had a huge spike in downloads. We had 24 downloads that day, which for us is a pretty good day. Um, that's typically the kind of numbers we get on an episode release. And we actually maintained numbers like that for that entire week following the article release. So I think it's great. I hope I hope that some of you listening now maybe found out about us from Technically DE and, and are becoming regular fans. But then since you have the analytics app, can you tell us what was the top episode by downloads for basically since we started? I can. So we've talked about this before in the podcast, and I really thought something would overtake it. But, you know, you guys, you guys really loved our six pack of beer episode. Um, So that one was really (laughs) fun. Our friend Ken came over and he put together a make your own six pack of Delaware craft beers. Um, which we shared because Dara doesn't drink beer. Um, but Ken and I had a great time and, you know, it, it was fun to have Adela dude on the podcast. We definitely, we actually have had a good number of men as guests, but, but it's sometimes easier for us to find some women. And obviously our perspective is, is more from the female viewpoint. So it was nice to have a guy on and to talk about beer. Yeah. And then speaking about engagement, I noticed a spike on Twitter whenever we mentioned Monster Mile, which goes back to your newfound but deep, deep love of NASCAR. Yeah. So that was exciting too. You know, every time somebody contacts you and they say, hey, I've heard of you and I want to collaborate with you or or anything like that, it, it, it just feels so great that what you're doing has has a reach and impact. And with NASCAR, that was the case. So um, Doug is the marketing coordinator for the NASCAR races at Dover Downs. Um, and there are a couple of things. When when I went to NASCAR, I, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about NASCAR in general, but I also learned a lot about the history sort of of NASCAR in Delaware. So we host three NASCAR races per year. And I think there are only about maybe 20 to 30 NASCAR races per season. So when you think about it that way, we're hosting about 10% or more, 10 to 15% of all the NASCAR races, which is, that's a really big deal. That's really exciting. Um, the other thing that I learned, well, not, not so much learned as never had given thought to or realized, you know, whenever there is a football game or a baseball game going on, you know, there are, there are sometimes dozens across the country occurring at the same time. When we're talking about the MLB, I think there are 30, 30 teams. So on any given day, there could be 15 games happening. But with NASCAR, there's only ever one race occurring at one time, which makes the events so much sort of bigger and more important when they happen because every single one is so much more impactful over the course of the season compared to like an MLB game or an NHL game. So that was something that was really cool that I learned. And it helps me to understand how and why the fans are, are so passionate. NASCAR fans are passionate, but you know what? So are Delaware enthusiasts. <laughs> we know it. We, we, I don't know that we're the number one Delaware enthusiast. There could be people ahead of us, but, but I kind of doubt it because we, we do have a podcast about Delaware. Um, so, I sort of wanted to recap. We did talk a little bit about some of the guests we had on, but we had so many great guests. And the thing I loved about every single person was that they were so passionate about whatever we were talking about, you know, how they were related to Delaware, how what they their work was related to Delaware, or just what their life was like. 
Yeah. So one thing that I would like to do more of in um, 2019 is bring on more Delawareans in the wild. Uh, we had two interesting ones on this past year that I think really speak to what you just said about, you know, they're just, they're passionate about different things, but they're really passionate about whatever it is that they do. Uh, so we had Katrina Medoff who talked about the women's weekend film challenge in um, New York. And then we had Peter Johnson who um, was based in the Windy City, Chicago, and had just been named one of the 30 under 30 for the Windy City Times for his um, work in the LGBT nonprofit space for Center on Halstead. Yeah. And, you know, they're both just such interesting people. So I have known Peter since probably middle school. Um, Just we grew up near each other and we're involved in the same activities, that kind of thing. And he did go to high school with us. And then Katrina and I met at one point in high school, but we really got to know each other in college because even though she's from Delaware, we actually both went to Bucknell. But I just love with both of them that they they both just feel so passionately about something that really can benefit so many people other than themselves. So with Peter, obviously he's worked really hard um, within the LGBT community in Chicago to not only, you know, help a lot of people who are, are sort of struggling with their lives and their identities, but also just to raise awareness and, and so many different things. And, and honestly, he was really, it really helped a lot with their fundraising. And I think that's so admirable people who are able to really work toward fundraising for a nonprofit. And then Katrina, she saw this need for more women to be involved in small, in short films. And so she figured out a way to make that happen. She found a way for more women to create short films and for more women to work with women so they can recommend those women in the future. And I just think it's so special because obviously so many people will now have worked with her and that will have helped her. But I just think about the reach that she's had. I mean, she's had now hundreds of women involved because she actually recently did a second weekend film challenge a couple of months ago. And then someone else who is a Delawarean in the wild, um, or, or at least was at the time, although we didn't have them on the podcast was Kelsey Johnson from the voice and that, you know, it might be fun to have her on in the future but we did something a little bit different to incorporate her story into what we were doing. Yeah. So we, we actually have had a two time guest, which I sort of had forgotten. Um, my mother came on the podcast twice. So most of you listened to the episode a couple weeks ago where we talked about Hallmark movies that could Hallmark movies set in Delaware, um, but probably will still be filmed in Canada. And my mom's a Hallmark movie expert. So we felt like she could help us to workshop what we had storyboarded. And I, it was a really fun episode. And, and I think anybody, even if you're not from Delaware, I think it's something you'll enjoy. Um, but we also had her on all the way back on episode two, which is kind of crazy to think about because the fact that I've already forgotten what we did in the early episodes is just crazy to me. But she came on and reported sort of on Kelsey's journey. Unfortunately, after that, Kelsey was cut from the show. So we only had the one episode with our special correspondent. But I have to tell you, you guys, she spent about an hour preparing notes for our 15-minute conversation. <laughs> And then also someone um, that we might have forgotten about, although how could we possibly, um, from our early episodes with Meredith Newman, who is a health reporter at the News Journal um, and a somewhat recent transplant 
to Delaware, um, and also a good friend of ours. Yeah, so you introduced me to Meredith. She went to Syracuse with you, and you guys, I guess, had sort of met through the Daily Orange. Um, and when she moved to Delaware, you guys sort of reconnected. And she has sort of become my my plus one to events. She's she's gone to concerts with me and my parents. Um, she's she's my Friday night cook dinner and watch a movie date. So. We have really hit it off, but she was such a great guest because we talked a lot about what it's like moving to Delaware and being new here, but also um, obviously about her work at the News Journal, but we we recapped the royal wedding and our watch party. And then she's someone that, of course, we've stayed in touch with because um, we are friends, but then also kind of as a journalist in Delaware, we've been following her stories and um, some of our listeners uh who've been paying attention to Delaware online in the past couple weeks, they may have happened to read uh, her multi-part feature about um, the work that Nemours is doing um, for the Amish community in Delaware. It was a very, um, it was a long narrative, emotional story um, about uh, children and, and trying to find, um, just discover exactly what is, what is going on. Um, this, this article from Meredith, it's so interesting because um I, I grew up in Delaware, obviously, and my family would take day trips to Lancaster, and then I was at school in central Pennsylvania, so I often think that I know a lot about the Amish community, and then there are so many times where I realize I know almost nothing or I don't really understand, and this was definitely one of those times because what I had never really thought about, even though in theory I knew this, um, because the Amish community is so small and enclosed, and I don't just mean all of the Amish, so sort of the Pennsylvania Amish, they may know people in the Dover Amish community, but they don't necessarily intermarry between those communities because you would have to leave your family. One person would be leaving their family to go live somewhere else. And that's sort of irregular within the Amish communities. But what that means is you have a very, very limited group of people to reproduce with. And so something that happens with that is that any sort of, um, not dormant, Dara, you know the word, Um, any recessive genes, they can come out sort of in full force and higher frequency within small communities like that. And so they were finding this problem with this family in Dover that um, I think it was three of the five cases of this specific genetic disease were within this one family in the Dover Amish community. So they're actually doing a lot of genetic research utilizing the Amish because they're able to have, sort of have this closed group and closed genetic diseases that they can look at. And I just think it's so cool that this is happening in Delaware. So probably the best thing to do is read... Um one or multiple of Meredith's stories. She did two long pieces that fit together and then a number of side stories about different aspects of this. Um, so she talks to the experts and, um, and, and they, she, yeah, she, they have all the details. She breaks it down a little better than we ever could. Yes. <laughs> um, but then also speaking of Meredith, um, it was through her that we met Ryan Catalani, um, who we had on to talk about his work with family promise of Delaware. And then also, 
being a transplant to Delaware and having grown up in Hawaii. Yeah. So we had Ryan on the same episode that we had our phone call with Katrina Medoff. And behind our beer episode, people were really liking that one too. So I don't know if they were fantasizing what it would be like to live in New York where Katrina lives or what it would be like to live in Hawaii where Ryan came from. Um, I know I fantasize about both of those things sometimes, so I can't blame you. But I but I love Delaware and I love that Delaware produced Katrina and brought Ryan to us. And Ryan is just such a special person. He was launching a social media campaign for Family Promise at the time. And so we were really excited to sort of get a background on that. And Ryan was our first guest that brought swag. Yes. And he also told us that because he was from Hawaii, he couldn't come without bringing a gift. And so he brought us these little um, chocolates. Yes, he brought us some Hawaiian chocolates. And he was so funny because when he goes to Hawaii, he, he sort of buys them in bulk and flies back with them so that he has true Hawaiian hospitality to give out to people. And that reminds me that we've had a number of people on who have been great food guests um, from our friend Gretchen, who's the owner of Delacour, um, to Kelly Cart- Kelly. Kelly Hartraff, owner of Viva Bowls. And then, of course, we had Amy Watson-Bish who came on and talked about being that pie girl. Yeah, it was really great to chat with Gretchen about Delacour winning their first Best of Delaware from Delaware Today this year. They've been open about three years at this point. So it was really exciting to finally sort of get that honor and make it on the list. Um, And then I loved chatting with Kelly. That was one of our first well, actually, and, and few, we haven't done a ton of these field trip episodes. So we actually went to the Vivo Bowls shop. We recorded with Kelly there, which was really fun. And she's just so passionate about whole foods and health foods and these and these fruit bowls. And I eat them pretty much every Saturday. So you guys know that <laughs> I love when somebody's passionate about what I'm eating. And then I think that Kelly and Amy are both really neat examples of some of the first people that we reached out to blind. Like we really did not know these people at all um, before the podcast. Yeah, it was really great. Um, with both Kelly and Amy, I just sort of DM'd them on Instagram and said, hey, we've been following you on Instagram. We've been liking your stuff. You've been liking our stuff. Do you uh, do you want to come on this podcast? And it was really cool because we we messaged Amy and she said, oh my gosh, definitely came on the podcast. We talked about two of our favorite things, one being the arts in Delaware as she does marketing for the Grand and um, the Playhouse. But she, she brought us a pie. We talked about pie. She brought us a pie. I think I ate pie for three or four days in a row for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and it was delicious. So I, I have to be honest, we need more guests in 2019 who bring us gifts. <laughs> That's one goal. I would also say that I think that we need more guests in 2019 that are people that we don't know but want to know. That's true. Um, I I also have been making more of an effort this year to sort of bookmark people I meet briefly. So we have a few exciting guest ideas. I think we're going to talk about it later in the episode. But some people where I meet them once and it's someone I would probably never really interact with ever again. But they're an interesting person and I think they have value to our listeners. And so I sort of have bookmarked these people as, you know, this is somebody who I have connected with. And so I sort of think of it, think of it from a networking perspective. Somebody I've connected with who I think, I think, like I said, would add value to what our listeners are looking for. 
Yeah. And then Amy also reminds me, um, Amy is like one side food and one side art, which is, I, I think, you know, the like our, oh my God, I want to say sweet spot, but that's too punny. Mm-hmm. So I can't, but I can't think of anything else. Um, but we love food and we love art. Um, well, and then we, Darryl, had we, we do love puns of, too. So I think, I think you can be punny. We do love puns too. Well, being punny, the sweet spot, um, we had several artists on this past year as well. And like a range of art from um, Arion and Jen, who talked about music, um, to Ellen and Jess and Joe, who talked about visual art. And even – And different – Right. And even Ellen that. and Joe are doing different things. So Ellen was great. She is the Iron Maiden. So, you know, I, I have this persona, the Della Darling. And so I love anybody who's who's known as something. They have their own title, you know. Um, and Ellen is the mm-hmm. Iron Maiden. And that was our very first field trip that we did, actually. We went to her little blacksmith workshop, which was which was really fun. And she showed us some of the pieces she's created. Um, so she's a blacksmith slash artist, which is not something I think people really ever, ever think exists. And she forges fashion. So that's her whole thing. Ellen Durkin, the Iron Maiden of forged fashion. And her pieces have actually been shown on runways around the world. So we loved hearing the story of how she managed to ship all of this iron from Delaware to Australia. So if you're interested in hearing that story, you should definitely check out our episode with her. So also looking at this list of artists, um, it was great to talk with each of them, but I'm noticing we haven't had um, more of like a performance artist or like a theatrical artist join us. Um, So I think that could be an interesting person to have on in 2019. Um, I know one idea that we sort of, we messaged about was that um, if any of our listeners remember, there was a promotional video for Wilmington a few months back um, where there was a guy and he was just kind of like hopping around to different locations in Wilmington and Delaware, you know, through the magic of film. Um, like he was on Amtrak, he was at the riverfront and just kind of showing off everywhere, everything that the area had to offer. And then later that got shared by Delaware Shakespeare um, because he's like one of their local actors. Um, so I think that would be really fun to talk with someone who is performing um, with Del Shakes um, or maybe they're, they're at Wilmington Drama League. Um, I know, Emily, you had a great time uh, going to some, some comedy events this past year. So maybe there's a comedian that we have on. Um, but I think that could be something fun to yeah, do. Yeah, I actually have a comedian in mind. He's somebody I heard at the Tax-Free Festival back in April. And same thing, he's sort of been on my radar. So even though I haven't met him, I, I've been following. And, you know, he his name is Brandon Jackson. Um, I think it's BJax Comedy. I think that's his Twitter handle. If not, double check because we'll, we'll be linking it, of course. But he's so great. And he actually does free Friday night comedy nights that he coordinates and organizes at 8th and Union Kitchen. So, you know, there are comedy shows to go to here in Wilmington too. So, and you can support local restaurant, you can support local comedians and, you know, he might, he might be on the list of somebody you might hear in 2019. Yeah. And then also talking about events, talking about performances. um, One thing that we did that was exciting this past year was get the coupon code from Ariane Harley of um, the the choir school, um, 
and you know maybe you'll see more of that in 2019 where we have a guest on and then um, there's some sort of deal where you can our listeners can get a discount um, if they want to learn more about that person or go you know see their event right I mean I'm I'm so excited to be bringing you guys more deals and obviously we love to connect you with interesting and great people and so if we can start connecting you guys with interesting and great businesses, products and services here in the area. We want to do that for you guys. We like to try to test some things out and we're excited to share that with you too. And I think that Arion, um, he was such a great person to have on in December because he is like, he's truly tapped into what is, what is good um, this time of year. Uh, I know that he had a number of suggestions just based on everything he's involved with. Um, but then he had that great story to share about his own wedding on Market Street. And then afterward, I know that the two of you had a conversation about like, well, if you were going to name the most like underrated local restaurant, what would it be? And you both had the same answer. We did. Um, so we actually both really love Le Show, which is in the Fairfax Shopping Center. So it's right near um, the Dress Barn in Panera on 202 near 141. And it's an Asian fusion, but they have really amazing sushi and really amazing pineapple fried rice and General Tso's chicken. My favorite part, they, they somehow get it so crispy, but also they're, it's so saucy. I don't, I don't know how they do it. Just like you. Uh, yes, I'm crispy, but also saucy. And then one of the things that was pretty funny when we talked to Arian was that he had a quick side story about um, – his, his frosty his, his inheritance. I, it's it's I can't call it just an ornament it's more than that um but you told me before we started recording tonight that there was a funny story about nutmeg related to Arion and possibly frosty as well yeah so I actually was walking nutmeg I think the next day in my neighborhood and someone a few blocks away had a very similar you know 12 foot tall blow up frosty in their yard and nutmeg was scared i mean nutmeg made me cross the street and walk on the other side she would not walk on the same side of the street as frosty so i guess it's good arian never set it up when we lived together oh my god well you know it was worth it just for the story i think so um but i I think that pretty much wraps up i think we got everybody i think that's all of our guests sort of all of the cool things that happened um, maybe not all, we did a lot of cool things, but I I think this was, this was good. You know, we had a lot of great guests. I have to be honest with you. I'm kind of looking forward to what we have coming up next year and what we're hoping to have coming up next year. Yes. I, um, I will admit that I don't have too much actually in the books for January, 2019, mostly because, I've just been so focused on getting through December. Um, but me, like personally, I'm just really looking forward to some kind of fresh start. Um, like I don't, I don't buy too much into resolutions because for me, I've got to have like a clear to-do list or else I'm not going to do it at all. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, just getting a little healthier, a little bit more organized, exercising more, um, what about you? Same. You know, this is actually the first year I think that I've made a resolution and stuck to it. A lot of years I don't make resolutions. So 
you know, I sort of discount those. But um, the thing I found, and everybody talks about, you have to have smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, da da da, all of that. But I think that was something I did this year, right? Because my goal was I needed to do a race every month. It was it was very specific, right? And I. I either did it or I did not do it. There, there was no like, eh, can I give myself a pass? Did I do it enough? And so as much as I, a couple of those races, I just really did not want to do, I completed them. And I, I now having done everything this year, I feel really great about it. And so I'm heading into 2019 with the same sort of mindset that I, I just want to have this, this small goal that isn't actually going to take a lot of my time, isn't going to take a lot of my effort, but it's sort of overall good for me. So I am going to make an effort to at least five nights a week, read a book for five minutes or more before bed. And it's something I actually have been doing for about the last week. And I'm already shocked at how fast I'm getting through this book. And a lot of nights I only read for the five minutes because I'm just so tired. Um, But I think it's really helped me to sort of cut down on my TV watching before bed and help me get to sleep a little better. That's so good. My resolution is kind of similar to that, um, just like getting into healthy habits at home. Um, so for me, I have a ton of cookbooks and I also have, um, like I have a subscription to food and wine. Um, like I'm a big foodie family and it's like we either have the recipes that we make all the time or the recipes that we're excited to like, like someone reads about it in the New York times and then it's like, we have to make it. Um, but I have so many cookbooks that I just don't use enough. Um, so once a month, I want to take a cookbook that I already own and I want to make a new recipe from it. I think that's great because I am like you. I fall into the trap where I make all the same things all the time. And I'm also a big um, like magazine subscriber. So I think I get Martha Stewart Living, Rachel Ray Every Day, Southern Living. I think I get a few other um, like taste taste light and tasty, something like that. So I get so many magazines and I have to be honest with you, I almost never make any of the recipes. So I might, I might have to take a page out of your book and try to make an effort on that one too. Yeah, absolutely. And I know like talking about Martha Stewart living, you, um, when we got together to make jam the other week, I remember we were looking through, uh, the latest issue of, of Martha Stewart and she had her calendar there and we all like admitted it was like a guilty pleasure to read it um, because it's like Martha just like going to yoga and like walking her dogs. And one of the things was that this past December, Martha visited Terrain, which is like a restaurant right over the border in Pennsylvania. Yeah. She was very close. Um, actually, she's a big fan of this area. I'm glad you brought it up because we hadn't talked about this. So I actually have started getting a little more involved in the 80 Pi Alumni Club of Wilmington, which we talked about last episode. But I also this weekend went to a cookie exchange with the 80 Pi Alumni Club of Philadelphia. Um, but it's really the greater Philadelphia area. So we're actually going to have a they call it dinner club. So the group meets for dinner about once a month just to catch up and sort of see everybody. And the next one I think is going to be a terrain. What do you know? Martha might be there too. Well, she does know what's good. She knows what's good. Um, But talking about uh, making goals and making things happen, I did want to share that um, over Christmas, I will be pleased to complete something that got a lot of 
attention on the Della Darling Twitter. Um, surprisingly, our top tweet had to do, it was, I was being a little sassy. I said that we would be happy to further investigate this Delaware food story. And then there was a winky emoji. Um, and, um, and, and it was an article that I shared. We're always willing to investigate every Delaware food story with the exception of when they're being shut down for health violations. Oh, yes. And I think, I mean, you did that this past year with, um, with the hot dog. I did. You guys, I had forgotten the bucket list, right? I petted cows. I can't. I, I did so many things on the bucket list, but one of them was to eat the Delaware Destroyer hot dog at Johnny's. And I got to tell you, it, it destroyed me for sure. <laughs> so we're always happy to investigate a food story, especially one that's delicious. Um, and early in, early on in December, um, we shared a Delaware online story about um, the Delaware oysters um, population kind of coming back and that Georgian Sons uh, Seafood in Hokessen is actually now selling Delaware oysters. So I don't know if I'm going to be eating Delaware oysters exactly, um, but my family, it, we're having kind of like a, a small um, holiday get together over Christmas and we thought it would be fun of just like a, a, a present for ourselves like instead of like going all all out um, on physical gifts like we like to do good food um, so we'll be trying some oysters from Georgian Sons so I am indeed investigating this food story I'm excited for you I'm not a big oyster eater I really love my mussels and pretty much all other seafood but oysters are that one thing that I, I just I just I'm not not completely on board but oh, well, I'm a fancy lady. I, you are a fancy lady. I, <laughs> I, I can attest to that. Um, but now that we've sort of talked about my resolutions and your resolutions, I think we have some good goals for the podcast and we want to tease for you guys what we hope to have coming up. Yeah. So we're going to keep up the two episodes per month. Um, which is really more about maintaining. So not a goal exactly. Um, but still I'm, I think that this has been really doable for us and that it's been a, a great way to to keep the podcast going and really get where we are now. Yeah, I think it's been a good frequency. I know um, we actually talk about potential guests so frequently that I think, oh my gosh, we could have two episodes a week and different guests every time. But we just unfortunately don't have the time for that. And I think a lot of our listeners don't have time for that. Um, so we're excited to keep two a month. And, and I think we're even thinking we're going to try to do more double-decker episodes. So we have a we have a really exciting triathlon-themed episode that we're hoping to do come January. So it'll sort of go with sort of some people's New Year's resolutions, the fact that we're doing the indoor triathlon with the Delaware Charity Challenge on January 5th. There are two ways you can help us. One, you can join our team. So you just go to DelawareCharityChallenge.com, join our team. We are the Della Darlings. Or you can also go there and find our fundraising team. We are raising money for Family Promise. Um, we were so excited to be able to partner with Ryan as he was a former guest and, and has become a friend of ours since we had him as a guest. And we're just so excited for that. So you can you can join us on our triathlon endeavor and raising money for Family Promise. And you can tune in next month. We're going to do a little triathlon episode. But we actually, when we were talking about this, I had three people in mind as guests. And so I'm hoping we're going to get at least two of them. And so... So maybe we'll have more double-deckers. We want to bring in some more Delawareans in the wild and make some more episodes where we have people coming with similar or different perspectives on similar or different topics. And then this is like our, our wish list. Um, 
but you know, why not put it on there? You said this was something that you said in the technically DE article. Um, but we're going to say it officially too. It would be really fun to have Valerie Burton. Yes. So if anyone knows her or knows her PR people, please tell her that we want her on the podcast. Um, because I don't know that an Instagram DM will work on her. Um, it worked on some other, you know, Delaware celebrities, um, celebrities, if you will, but not on her. But another couple celebrities that I really would like to have on, and I actually just recently sort of Instagram DM'd back and forth with one of them, is Samantha Styled and Sincerely Steel. And so they are both sort of fashion bloggers in the Dover area. Um, and I'm just really excited. I think they are both going to be really an interesting an interesting pair. And so hopefully we'll be able to get them on next year at some point. And then I think, as we mentioned before, we'd also like to be doing more field trips, like more actually getting out and being present in Delaware. Um, so we've talked about maybe doing a live event or a collaboration. Um, I know Emily's kind of like thrown around the idea, like, should we do some sort of Delaware trivia night, maybe at Wilmington Brew Works, which is always a favorite of hers. Um, I'm kind of curious, like still talking about drinks here, because we know that everyone loves beer. Um, but you know, is there a Della Darling cocktail we should do? Um, go to a local bar, talk to a local bartender. Um, we've also mentioned our love of wine stores, um, like Swig and More Brothers before. Um, so I'd love to find out more about, um, you know, how, how are the, the people who work in our food and beverage industry? I agree. I am pretty excited. Um, we try to make sure we cover so many different things. And I, I think we do a good job, especially of talking about food and art. Um, but I also have a few ideas for some some sort of athletes to bring in. So that's something we haven't touched on a lot. And obviously, I, I was just talking about the triathlon episode. We're, we're sort of starting to plan. But um I, I also have, I believe, a former WNBA player um, who lives in Delaware now and owns a gym here. And so she's somebody I've heard of and I think would be an interesting guest. So she may be somebody we cold call reach out to. Okay. So I think for 2019, we can count on food, art, entertainment, and to balance everything out, health and a little, athletics. Yeah, a little health and wellness. Yeah. Okay. And then this, this is the big one, you guys. So we are hovering right around the 2000 download mark. I actually think we're, we're quite a bit above it at this point. Um, but, but we are steadily growing. And so I would really like to hit a total of 10,000 downloads by the end of next year. And I know it seems like a lot. Um, that's a huge jump to make in the second year. And, and it is, don't get me wrong. I know this is a steep order, but what that means is that you, the listener, you got to tell your friends, everybody, you know, oh my gosh, I was just listening to the best podcast ever, the Della Darling podcast. They talk about all things Delaware. You have to listen, spam your friends, put it on your Instagram stories, tell everybody that's what I do. Yes, 
You sure do. You are our biggest champion. I I really I really try. We've and we've got you know we've got some pretty steady fans. Um, I know I can always count on three or four people to to like our tweets, to to watch our stories, vote on our polls, that kind of thing. Um, and that's the other thing. If you guys don't follow us on social media, please go do it now. We are at Della Darling Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, and I actually do throw polls on the Instagram stories. And I'm hoping you guys can start helping us to actually connect with interesting people. You'll start sending us episode topic requests, guest requests, that kind of stuff. We really try to be engaged with everyone who interacts with us on social media. So please start following, retweet, like us, comment, whatever you got to do. Let us know how much you love us and let everybody else know how much you love us too. And we'll be talking to you in 2019. Have a good new year. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Della Darling on Facebook.